Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of Positively Trek. We could not do this podcast without the support of our Patreon supporters, including Carl Morris, Joyce Marin, and Jim Stoffel. If you'd like to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash positivelytrek. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, shoutouts, associate producer credits, and more. Thank you so much for your support. And with that, let's get on with the show. Wow, we've got a big show. A big show, everyone. We have a new Star Trek movie coming again and again and again. They just keep coming, these movie announcements, and we've got yet another one. So, can we believe this one? And we'll discuss that here on Positively Trek. I'm Bruce Gibson, along with my best buddy, Dan Gunther. How you doing, Dan? Hey, Bruce. Happy to be here. Best buddy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never called you a best buddy. I almost thought of calling you a nutty buddy, but that, that you're not that nutty. <laughs> I'm a bit nutty, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have those nutty buddies? You know what I'm talking about? They're like the little ice cream cone. There's different names for them, like drumstick. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love those. And now those at great. Dairy Queen, they have like a blizzard version of the drumstick. Thing. I love oh. those. Oh. Yeah, I did. I don't think we've seen that here. That's exciting. Yeah, you need to look for those. Those are pretty good, but I'm not eating those because I'm on a diet. And by the way, I've lost more than 10 pounds now, so I'm oh, on wow. track. I'm doing well. I'll check back in in a month and see if I can still claim that I've lost weight. <laughs> but <I'm laughs> that's hoping. awesome. Your life's just on this upward traje- trajectory, right? You're losing ten over 10 pounds. You've got four-digit subscribers or followers on Twitter. I mean, you know, yes. things are getting great. <laughs> Did you see that? I had no idea. I feel guilty now about this. <laughs> I was complaining on the last episode about how I'm just always at like 995, 94, 96, whatever, Twitter followers, and it just has stayed there. It just stuck. I was like, I don't really care if I'm really over a thousand, but it just stopped moving. And I said that on the show. And then one day I just picked up my phone and I was like, wait, I'm at like a thousand five. What just happened yesterday? I saw it was like at nine, nine, three. And then I realized our episode dropped. I guilted people (laughs) into following me. (laughs) That's awesome. And it's funny because when we recorded that episode, I talked a little bit about my YouTube channel, which is at currently 4,997 subscribers. And it's been kind of hovering around there for a couple of weeks. And when I edited that episode, I cut out my bit where I was talking about that because I felt like I just rambled on a little bit. Oh, no. But now I'm like, oh, it paid off for you, Bruce. Maybe I need to make an appeal out there. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Productions. I'm so close to 5,000 subscribers. I'm three away and I have been for like a week and a half now. So uh, yeah, go subscribe. 
over 5,000. That would be really cool. Yeah, Kurtrax, <laughs> that's Star Trek backwards, if you need to know how to spell, right? So there you go. I wondered, I was going to ask, did you see any more followers from that conversation? I didn't know you edited that part out. Yeah, I just, I felt like I was rambling a little bit. So I, cool. I shortened that whole section a little bit and uh, yeah, ended up cutting my part. So darn it. <laughs> well, I know I was rambling. Why didn't you take me out? You were like, oh, I'll no, let him look bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it paid off. So now, yeah, I'm over a thousand followers and I've lost 10.2 pounds as of this morning. <laughs> so my goal is 40 pounds so we'll nice. see how that goes i'd like to even go maybe 50 i but 40 is the goal so it, give me a few months to make that happen hey when i go to the chicago convention in april hopefully i'll have that weight off and keep it off and everybody will be so impressed that there's less me than there is now <laughs> and maybe i'll have two thousand followers by then <laughs> <laughs> living your best life absolutely <laughs> But, you know, it's not easy, you know, losing the whole weight thing. By the way, speaking of cons, I'm not going to Star Trek Las Vegas. Now, there's mm -hmm. two reasons. One of the main reasons is I found out now that that's when I have to move my daughter into the dorm at her university that weekend. So yeah. I have to do the fatherly thing of doing that. So I'm not going to go to Las Vegas for the Definitely convention. Definitely takes precedence. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But my wife said, yeah, well, we can maybe figure out, do it on our own. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to move her into the dorm. And then I also realized and I could reschedule it again. But if this is second, it would be the second time I've rescheduled it. But this is this is too much information. I'm getting a colonoscopy the first day of the convention. Mm. <laughs> now, how many people do you know have a colonoscopy on the first day of STLV? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, not not too many, I don't think. No, but I'm going to wear my badge. I'm going to wear my little insignia, Aww. Star Trek insignia on my little gown. In solidarity with the convention. I like that. That's really cool. Yes. And as they put me under, because they put you under, they put you to sleep. And so I'm going to do the Vulcan salute as I die down. <laughs> nice. I love it. And uh, yeah, you, you said, you know, too much information, that kind of stuff. But, you know, these things are important. And I think some of the stigma around that needs to be lifted a little bit because uh, you and I are, are getting to an age, right, where that kind of checkup and stuff is uh, needed. And, and I think our listeners could use to uh, listen that, you know, maybe uh, look into that if, if uh, you're getting to that point. So it's, it's a good idea. <laughs> health is yes. important people look after your health exactly yes this will be my second one so um i know what to expect this time but i would have moved it again it was supposed to be in june but i had to move it for some reason i can't remember why so then there was there's two months out i could move it again which would probably be in october but i don't want really to move it again but if my daughter wasn't moving to the dorm i probably would move it and go to stlv if we're mm -hmm. still calling it stlv stlv are we still yes, calling that it that the 55-year mission is the official the official phrase because, it's yeah, it's no longer the official Star Trek convention. So I don't think they can use uh, Star Trek in the name. I, I could be wrong about that. but Well, I want to just unofficially, informally still call it STLV. It's just easier to say. Yeah, it's, yeah, tradition. <laughs> I've seen people tweeting with the hashtag STLV still, so. yeah. So I want to talk about, though, this new movie, Dan. We're getting a new movie in 2023, a new Star Trek movie. And you don't say. 
<laughs> I was just like, wait, I got to say, you did an excellent job writing a Facebook post about the movie. And I was wondering if you could bring that up and read it to us because it really outlines everything we feel about this movie news. We do hope and pray that we will get a new Star Trek movie. We would love that. But we have been down this road before and many and many and many a times of, <laughs> hey, a director has been announced. Hey, a script has been written. Hey, this is happening. This is happening. Quentin Tarantino's involved. All that stuff keeps getting changed, even to the point that we even had our first female director. We were going to have a woman direct a Star Trek movie for the first time, and that ain't happening now. But yeah, no, what do we have true. on your post? So, yeah. Okay. First of all, I do want to say I'm a little more optimistic about this. We have like a start date and all that kind of stuff. But as you always point out, don't celebrate until the cameras start rolling. And sometimes even then, you know, you never know. But just as a little bit of a roundup of all of the news we've gotten about Star Trek movies in the last few years, going all the way back to just after Star Trek Beyond was made, right? We heard Simon Pegg was going to make a follow-up to Beyond. He was a co-writer for Star Trek Beyond, and and it was expected he was going to do Star Trek IV. Uh, and then we heard about this Quentin Tarantino project with Mark L. Smith writing the script, which, you know, we heard about for quite a while and it went back and forth, nothing there. S.J. Clarkson, the director that you mentioned, the first female Star Trek director of a film, uh, this would be the one that was going to feature the return of George Kirk and all of that, and that has gone nowhere. Noah Hawley, also had a film for a little while there that apparently is no longer being considered, has been shelved. And then as recently as March, we heard that Kalinda Vasquez, one of the writers on Star Trek Discovery, had been contracted by Paramount to write a film. And we've not heard anything about that since then. And now we hear about this new project which does not seem to be that one. It seems to be a completely separate project. If you remember the Kalinda Vasquez one they were saying was going to be a completely new cast, new separate thing. They didn't elaborate, but it wasn't going to be, you know, the Chris Pine cast. Now we hear Matt Shackman is set to direct this 2023 Star Trek film with the screenwriter from Captain Marvel uh, on board to write it. Now, and this is interesting, the initial report from Deadline said it would be featuring Chris Pine and the Kelvin Timeline crew, and then later ones, that was deleted out of there and taken out. So there's some question there, you know, was that just something that we weren't supposed to know yet, or is that incorrect? So they took it out. Yeah, I don't know, because this is a top secret project, a top mm -hmm. secret untitled project with J.J. Abrams still involved yeah absolutely so we could return to the kelvin timeline possibly but i'm not counting on that the fact that they want to get it out in 2023 which is june 9th 2023 so less than two years right now mm -hmm. i just have a hard time imagining that they already have chris pine zachary quinto all that cast lined up and ready to go in the next year maybe i, I don't know I mean, I feel like that would be easier than a new cast lined up within the next year, right? I don't well, know. Well, the difference to me is that if you're setting the state now, that means you know the cast is available. Yeah. Okay. And I so, 
don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So that to me puts it more in the realm of possibility. I think that this would, would be the Kelvin timeline crew, you know, I don't know it, that it feels like that's the direction they're going here. It may not be, uh, the fact that that little bit of information was in the initial one kind yeah. of makes me think that like there's rumblings at least that they're involved. I don't know. There's one way we would know, but it's not going to happen unless John Delancey is involved because he lets everything leak. <laughs> John Delancey would be on that. What's it? What's it called? The that thing where people cameo. get yeah. cameo cameo.com and all that stuff john delancey would be like oh i'm so excited oh by the way a little secret just between you and me i'm doing a scene with chris pine on the new star trek movie Shh. and of course that goes out to everybody <laughs> yeah the other way of course would be if jonathan frakes were involved and we got him on stage at a convention he'll just let anything slip there too so <laughs> i'd have to call out jonathan frakes because i was watching the which we'll talk about here shortly the bonus features of the Star Trek Discovery Season 3 Blu-ray. And I love watching him in interviews when he talks about actors or really about anybody that's involved in the production of something. Everybody is fabulous, wonderful. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just, it started to make me laugh after a while. I started taking a drink every time he would talk about Casmer. Fabulous actor, just incredible. Then the next actor, wonderful just incredible our set designers <laughs> top notch these people are just fantastic they're incredible it's so funny i mean i'm i'm glad he gushes i really am and i truly believe what he says that he does believe that but it's so funny how he does that so yeah <laughs> him and john delancey put them together yeah we'll find out exactly what's going on in this project if if they get involved for sure so in addition to that speaking of filming strange new worlds has been in New Mexico. What? Wait, aren't they supposed to be in Toronto? Well, they're in New Mexico doing a shoot on location. We have such unusual landscapes that you can find in New Mexico in the southwestern part of the United States that they're obviously using this for probably a planet, I would assume. Well, in this article that you've linked uh, that I read here, so they're not actually shooting any of the primary cast in New Mexico. It looks like this is all second unit visual effects shooting, uh, according to what you linked here. And I'm assuming a lot of this might be used in conjunction with their virtual set that they've got going, what uh, what Lucasfilm calls the volume, right? That they, they bought one of those and, and have that going on, which... We'll talk a little bit about because there's some interesting news with regards to that in Star Trek Discovery. But yeah, I'm assuming they're doing shots of the landscape for use in that. And it says here that it's primarily for visual effects shots. Yeah. So I bet it is for that virtual set because like you said, on the Mandalorian and Loki, they've used it. They're using it in Discovery. It's so incredible. It really is almost like being on a holodeck. Right. Mm. Because the actor goes in and the whole set around them is just these screens that then puts this landscape around you. And the lighting from that actually gives you what looks like the natural lighting of that environment. So yeah. it looks like they're outdoors. If it's bright and sunny, that illumination comes from the screen as bright and sunny. So it reflects off the actor. Of course, they still have to do some other things with lights and such. But it's so immersive. I think it would be so cool to walk onto a stage like that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, now might be a good time to talk about the 
the discovery one then because we've actually got our first look we've got a a, fo- a set photo of this being used for star trek discovery and you know i love the mandalorian i've eaten that show up i think it's great it's very beautiful and i was really eager to see how this technology would get used on star trek and this looks amazing with the so they've they've got like the rocks from a you know from a set building standpoint kind of strewn around but then you see these screens this big long wraparound screen and you see these beautiful rock formations off into the distance the sky this kind of mustard brown yellow sky just beautiful i i I can't imagine what it would be like to step onto the stage and really feel like you're on an alien planet. I think for the first time in Star Trek history, when you're filming something, would it actually feel like you're really there on an alien landscape? That's so cool. I'm so excited for strange new worlds because I can't wait to see this being used. And so I want to ask you real quick, do we, I know we we're getting strange new worlds, next year in 22 do you know when in 22 nope that has not yet been revealed i'm assuming after picard i think picard would have to come first given that we've seen a couple teaser trailers from picard and haven't seen anything from strange new worlds yet okay well i want to call something out that i heard on the virtual shore leave convention last weekend and I attended several of those, and I'll give you some highlights of those. And then I want to talk about the Blu-rays uh, for Discovery Season 3. But at the Shoreleaf Convention, it's usually held in Hunt Valley, Maryland, outside of Baltimore, every year, the second weekend of July. I've never attended any of those. Dan, you've been to one. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where the authors like get together. The Star Trek authors get together every year, and that's their big hangout time. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun getting to spend time with those guys and and gals, I guess. I I really want to go back someday. (laughs) I do too. I want to attend sometime, but I've actually been able to attend the virtual one last year and this one this year. And I think those sessions are up on YouTube right now. But I was watching the authors talk about what they think of new Star Trek and, you know, their thoughts on that and how much they've enjoyed that. And now they're writing towards that new continuity, of course. They had a panel about the current line of new books coming out. And, of course, some of the focus was on the Coda trilogy and anything in the future that may be coming, which they really don't know. But it's all going to be in this new timeline. After Coda, we'll be done with the Treklet continuity after Coda. So, you know, it's all about the new continuity. So let me just tell you about something that Kirsten Beyer said at one point. She was very careful because she was there. She doesn't usually get to go shore leave now because she's so busy with the shows because it's virtual. Mm. She could be there. But there's this one little thing she said, and I don't remember why she was talking about it, but she said, oh, I think because David Mack was talking about how excited he was about Strange New World. So there was something that he's seen the scripts and, you know, I think people are going to enjoy this. Da, da, da. And Kirsten says, I'm so looking forward to hear what everybody thinks of this in early 22. And I heard her say Ooh. early. <laughs> interesting yeah okay does that mean the show's coming in early 22 or are we gonna get like a big trailer maybe oh i don't know i'm so excited oh my gosh i know because then i started to think well maybe the idea is once discovery season four ends which would be in early 22 maybe it's gonna follow that you know that could be yeah 
I don't know. But when she said early 22, I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> like, so maybe we'll see. Interesting. That's not official, mm. of course. Yeah. So, but the other thing that was interesting, I asked about the covers. We talked about the covers of the Coda trilogy and how the one part of the hull of the ship was cut off on the cover of the Enterprise E on the first book. And I asked David Mack at the very end of one of the panels, are we going to see all the covers side by side create one image? And I think you you know what that's called. He mentions what it's when they do yeah, that. It's, it's called it's a something. triptych cover. Yeah, it's a triptych cover. And he says that's the plan if they can get it to work. So we may be able to put those three covers together and get this beautiful long image of the Enterprise E and probably the other ships in Coda. You heard it Very here cool. first, people, unless you watch the shore leave thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's some exciting things coming. I'll tell you, John Jackson Miller was pumped and excited about his new Picard novel about Rios that's coming out. He says it's his longest book ever. I'm excited for that. That Yeah, I've really enjoyed his Star Trek novels. And what I've heard about this Rios novel makes me really excited for it. So... Uh, I, I'm bummed that I wasn't able to make it to the Shore Leave virtual convention this year. I did go last year or go, you know, I did watch last year, I guess. But uh, I'm really glad you were able to watch it for sure. Yeah, I had fun uh, even in the chat room and stuff and chatting with other people. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, look forward to the Rios novel coming out. We just have Shadows Have Offended, the new TNG novel. That's going to be on our next episode with Cassandra Rose Clark. We're going to interview the author of that book. So that's the next episode that's coming out later this week. So check it out. But you know what came out today, officially came out today, as you're hearing this on July 20th, is the Star Trek Discovery Season 3 Blu-ray set. And <laughs> I had the privilege of getting an early copy, but I feel bad because Dan didn't. <laughs> it's funny because last time this happened was the Lower Decks Blu-ray. And of course, I got it early and it took quite a while for you to get your copy. So, you know, this is just the universe making sure everything's balanced out. You know, that's just how it works. So, yeah, no, I'm sure mine will show up eventually, but uh, I'm I'm really glad you got to get a look at it because uh, I'm really excited to talk a bit about it and learn about what's on this and, and what we can expect. Mm, yes. Well, there's four discs in there. And of course, it, there's every episode of season three, which all look beautiful and sound beautiful. I mean, even Jonathan Frakes told me it's just incredible the <laughs> amount of work that went into this. And of course, there's interviews with Jonathan Frakes since he directs some of the episodes. But anyway, uh, you go to disc one and there's like a few episodes there. Not every episode has deleted scenes. Some do, some don't. Most of them have one deleted scene. There's a few in there that have a f you know more than one. Some have deleted scenes, some don't. And some have more than one. So each disc, you'll find each of the deleted scenes. When you get to the last disc, the only thing on the last disc then is the final episode. And then all the bonus features are on that fourth last disc. And so here's what you get. You get Star Trek Discovery, The Voyage of Season 3. And it's a really nice documentary about how they put the shows together I mean, it's yeah, it's your typical behind the scenes type of look at what they were doing on Discovery. And they've. it seems as if to me and a lot of these bonus features that they focus more on the first half of the season. So maybe there was a lot of production for this 
ahead of time and not so much towards the end of the season, but a lot of it's focused on the first half of the season. And a lot of focus is on the on-location sites, for example, in Iceland, like we were talking mm. before about, you know, being on location such. This is not using a virtual reality. Of course, those first two episodes of season three were actually in Iceland. Yeah, and, and beautiful shots of Iceland. I've I've been to Iceland twice now in my life, and it was so thrilling to be able to see some locations that I've been before show up in Star Trek, which... Uh, you know, usually only happens when they, they're walking around San Francisco, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get to see more of it too, because there's another one called Writer's Log, Michelle Paradise. And that's the first one that's on the disc and it's her on her phone. And it's kind of fun to watch because it starts off with her in a car driving to a location and she's trying this out like, okay, uh, I guess I should look at the this the little dot here and because when i look at the screen it looks like i'm looking on okay and he's like she's trying to orient like her eyes and everything and she's introducing the people in the car with her as they drive and then when they get to the set you know she's talking to different cast members and the director and you see all these things going on so it's really through her eyes that sounds pretty cool yeah and then there's another one called stunted which is about all the stunts that are done and that's pretty cool how the actors are trained and we get to meet the stunt doubles and how close they are to their counterparts in the cast. Like Sonequa Martin-Green seems like she's really tight with her stunt double and they're just like laughing and playing around and stuff. That's the one thing I will say about Sonequa Martin-Green. She really does look like she's having fun. You know, she brings the love. She brings the energy. She brings the fun to the set. And there's a documentary called Being Michael Burnham, where there's several interview clips of her talking about that character and how much it means to her. That's awesome. Yeah. And also how she gets her wigs put on. That actually fascinated me, the, you know, because it's like it just it doesn't look like a wig. You know, when you see those long locks of hair like that's that's all it just looks so good when they put it on her, it looks so natural. You know, because you have to have the skin and, you know, between the braids and all that. It's like, uh, just. Well, that's good. Hair and makeup are doing their job. (laughs) It shouldn't look like a wig. That's awesome. Yeah. She even gives a tour of where they do the makeup and stuff. And she doesn't really get to be in the trailer where they're doing all the alien makeup because, of course, she doesn't get that done. She's only been in there once uh, for a mold for, uh, I forget, it was a prior season of something. But or did she was she in there when she got her trill spots for the No. <laughs> the no, they did oh, show okay. her getting her trill spots, but I don't think it was in that trailer. But oh, she okay. did go in she went in the trailer when it was empty. And she hmm. you could see the little photos of the different cast members and stuff on the mirrors and you know, she's just walking around, wandering around, doing her thing, you know. And then uh bridge building. If you like the other cast members on the bridge, this is the documentary you want to watch. Because we get to know each of the actors. They get their moment in the spotlight to be interviewed, talk about their characters. We get to hear more about their characters. We see how they got the parts. They talk about auditioning for Discovery, how they're all just like one big crazy family that have fun together and and kid around a lot. They talk about, you know, just being 
you know, so excited about being on the bridge and, you know, the looks they give each other and how important it is for their characters to kind of represent what the feel is at the moment on the bridge by giving those looks of concern or happiness or worry or whatever, you know, and then the moments in the spotlight they've had on different episodes, especially this past season. So really fun to see these cast members and get to know them better. Awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Am I building up enough for you, Dan? Are you going to want this? Oh, I've, I've always wanted it. <laughs> There's no worry on that part. <laughs> <laughs> you should get the steel book, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah, I think they're just, they just send the regular version, right? <laughs> yeah, I got the regular version. Yeah. yeah. So there's two more things left real quick. There's a gag reel, which, yes! you know. Okay. A- I was waiting for that because that's okay. always my favorite part of a Blu-ray release. So, okay, good, <laughs> good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's plenty of gags of them just, you know, messing up and starting over again. And you know what? Michelle Yeoh, I think she's like hilarious on stage. You know, it's just, you can tell that she's probably, I'm going to guess that she's the prankster on, hmm. on the set from what I saw. So you have to see it. Yeah. I don't want to give much away because it's not funny until you see it. If I tell you what it all is, then you're going to be like, Oh, this is the part Bruce said about, but it's funny stuff. It's like, if like four or five minutes long, something like that. The last thing I want to mention is Kenneth Mitchell to boldly go. This one to me was worth the price of the Blu-ray. Oh, wow. The actor has ALS and he explains that what that is and about how he's losing his motor functions, his muscles, you know, he won't be able to move. He can't really walk. It's going to affect his, his throat, you know, speaking voice and such. And it was very emotional. I mean, I would say he's in tears probably through half of the documentary. They show him and all the different Klingon parts he played And then the part he played in season three, which I can't remember the character's name right now. Aurelio. Aurelio, yes. So uh, they talk about Aurelio and the wheelchair that he's, they built for Kenneth Mitchell to fit his body, but also had him have him at a level where he can be at eye level with the actors. He didn't want them looking down at him, looking up all the time. That was a request Mm. that he had made. But yeah, uh, he has contributed so much to Star Trek Discovery and all the different roles he has played. And it just showed in this documentary how close this whole unit is of Star Trek Discovery, that Mm. they're taking care of him by giving him another chance to be on the set and play a role and do what he loves to do, and that is acting. And he feels that they take care of him, that there is love. And he even talks about how much Star Trek means to him. And how Star Trek has helped him through all this. And, and when he says Star Trek, he doesn't just mean like, oh, the people on the set and the crew and the friends he's made, but the franchise itself, the meaning of Star Trek and how mm. much it means to him and his children and the bond he has with his son uh, over Star Trek. I mean, you have to watch this. Okay. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I, I, I'm a huge admirer of Kenneth Mitchell and the roles he's played in discovery are of course amazing, but his personal journey and stuff, the more that I read, the more that I learn, the more that I admire this man. And 
I, I don't know if you've ever seen footage of him at a convention or anything like that. I'm assuming there's probably some of that actually in this documentary too. There's some shots that I've seen of him on the Star Trek cruise and he just seems like the warmest, most kind, gentle soul. And I really, really want to be able to meet him someday. Yeah, and I think you probably will. And uh, yeah, you got that. The, the way you described him is how he's described in this documentary. So again, I don't want to give too much away. I already feel like I've given away too much already. <laughs> Just in that. Because I want everybody to experience for the first time all these things that are on the Blu-ray. So check them out. They're on Blu-ray, DVD. There's a steel box available. You can get it that way too. The special features all total more than two hours. So there's plenty of content there. It's not just, oh, the episodes, well, I can watch them on whatever. No. If you're a big Star Trek Discovery fan, get these. If you don't have it yet, there's a way you can win it too here on the show. We have three Ooh. copies of the Blu-ray available that we will give to our winners. And in addition to that, they will get a Star Trek Discovery hat with the Blu-ray. So That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the hat, though. That's the thing. I want to know what the hat looks like. But you will be getting a hat with it. So this is what you got to do. You have to go into Apple Podcasts on iTunes and give us a written review and some nice stars in there, like five of them, if at all possible, because it helps people <laughs> find the show. And we've had some good reviews, but not a lot lately. We had the last one, I think, was in April. But we, we could use some more reviews on there. So we're going to ask you to go ahead and put a review on there. And then we'll randomly somehow get somebody to randomly pick the three winners out of the reviews on there. Now, if you've already given us a review on iTunes, I would say that you're in the running. Because I don't want you to be out, you know, oh, I can't win. No, you're in the running. So there <laughs> you go. Absolutely. But the one thing you have to understand, unfortunately, it's U.S. only. So the company behind this can only distribute this in the U.S. because this is a U.S. campaign. You have to be in the U.S. to get the DVDs. And, uh, but also email us at PositivelyTrek at gmail.com and just let us know that you post the review on there in case it doesn't show up you know, right away. Sometimes it takes a while for them to show up. Absolutely. Yeah. We will also, of course, be reading your reviews uh, on the podcast as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. That's something I like to do. <laughs> Ooh, I hadn't thought of Yeah, we need to read the reviews. Oh, man. Okay. I hope they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> this might be a, a bad idea, but... <laughs> Well, speaking of U.S. only, there is a new Lower Decks teaser trailer. It's very short, and I think it's geo-blocked in the U.S., so you have to kind of work your way around things like Dan, I think, had to do maybe to see you in Canada. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> things happen. Things get watched. Who can say how? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a Paramount Plus promo, so I guess that's why they limit it to the U.S., but it's 15 seconds long. You don't see a lot there, except they're driving in little dune buggies, which kind of makes me think of Nemesis. <laughs> but they're going through like a city being chased by police. There's uh, some data action figures at one point, if you look really carefully. And uh, some Antedians, the, the fish people from season two of TNG. Yeah, there's some, and there's a guy like in a, like a uniform or something that, I don't know if he's supposed to be a Gorn. He looks like a 
kind of yep like there's a gorn there's a gorn in it for sure yeah and boimler and mariner are the ones in the in the dune buggy and they're like be careful look out fish people <laughs> yeah so they're being chased <laughs> by the police and it looks like they're wearing dress uniforms i think Yes, that's true. The white dress uniforms like we saw in Nemesis. Like like they're going to, you know, a wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's only 15 seconds. Go check it out. But the big thing about that is, is coming in a month. I mean, we're just a month away from new Lower Deck Stan. Yeah, less than a month. I'm so excited. August less 12th. Mark your calendars. August 12th. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. Is that when I'm getting my colonoscopy? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that that day. Wait, or the day I have to fast. Oh my gosh, fasting is the worst part. You, you know? know what's funny is I I was just I have a little schedule that I just keep track of important things coming up, and I think within three days of each other, like all like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have uh, on Wednesday the first episode of the new Marvel show What If is out. And then Thursday is the first episode of season two of Lower Decks. And then Friday is, I think, the final episode of The Bad Batch season one. So, like, they're all, <laughs> that's going to be an exciting week. I'm going to be very uh, happy. Mostly, of course, the top of that list is Lower Decks for me. But those other two I'm very interested in, in watching as well. So Man, that is a lot going on that week. Maybe I should move my colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just looked. The colonoscopy is on the 11th, so I should be like fully recovered and good to go the next day to watch her <laughs> text. There you go. Awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to do is like be on my phone on a you know in in the room there <laughs> watching lower decks. And they're like, we're ready to stick it to you now, Bruce. No, I'm not done watching this. Okay. Speaking of um, some fun things, let's talk about toys, Dan. Uh, Ooh, toys. I'm excited for this. I'm yes. so excited for this. <laughs> I I love these Playmates little action figure toys. I've always loved the little action figures. I've got a few of them. I don't really buy that much like Star Trek merchandise outside of books. Yeah. You know. Oh, like you have Scotty. He's holding up Scotty. In the yep, I got Maroon Scotty movie. from Star Trek Generations there. Just happened to be on my oh, back shelf Generations. here. I have uh, Captain Picard in his TNG uniform. Oh, who's that? Chekhov? Mr. Sulu. Mr. Sulu. Okay, I see him now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I've got, yeah, I've got Picard. I've got Cisco in the TOS uniform from Trials oh, and Tribulations. Nice. Yeah. And I have uh, Captain Mackenzie Calhoun from the new Frontier novels. I think those That's are the cool. only three I have. I never got that one. I, I have dozens most of them all boxed up from when I was a kid. Like these came out at just the right time for me way back in the day in the nineties, the original run of playmates figures, tons of TNG ones, a bunch of original series ones, some deep space nine ones. I think the only Voyager one I actually have, believe it or not, is Tom Paris mutated from the episode threshold. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Which I do love. <laughs> Well, this is great because we're going to get for Prodigy. This is in 2022. We're going to get these next year. We'll have Prodigy stuff, but we'll, you know, figures and play sets. But then they say we'll also see stuff for Discovery, Lower Decks, and Picard. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing at some point, Strange New Worlds, right? So, I mean, I, I, I know I only named I have three, but I'm adding to that because I got to have some of these. 
Yeah. I'm excited for this. I, you know, Playmates is the one company that has delivered on its promise in the past to make, you know, tons of Star Trek action figures. McFarlane recently had the license and they made promises for, you know, Star Trek Discovery figures and all this stuff. And they ended up putting out uh, Captain Kirk and Captain Picard. And I guess maybe they didn't sell well. Maybe I don't know what happened, but they stopped after that. There was nothing else. Diamond Select slash Art Asylum had it for years and they put out a lot of really great figures. But of course, that kind of tapered off towards the end as well. So Playmates, I'm excited. You know, they're they're not quite as as detailed, maybe at, at least the older ones weren't. We don't know what this new line is going to look like. But the company that made the the molds for Playmates originally is back doing them for this run as well. I'd seen online. So probably something similar to what we got before i'm really excited for these because i loved their products back in the day and i'd love to add more to the collection yeah me too i'm i'm curious though do you play with your playmates um i don't so much as just like display them like i said most of them from when i was a kid were are still in a box but uh, i do have a shelf behind me that i have as my background for uh, youtube videos and every once in a while i find one and i'll just display it there as part of this background but yeah i don't really play with them but you know i i would display them i'd have them up and and displayed kind of thing yeah i've seen them on your youtube videos yeah that's pretty cool where can people follow you on youtube again YouTube.com slash Kurtrats Productions. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that we heard that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, follow Dan. You're also excited, Dan, about this 32nd century Delta badge. I am indeed. Yes. This is really cool. I've actually already pre-ordered this. So, Fansets... Uh, They've been over the last few months, year kind of thing, have been putting out their uh, Star Trek Delta badge collection and they have a bunch. They've done like the Discovery badge. They've done the All Good Things badge, all this kind of stuff. Uh, But they've recently announced that they're doing the Star Trek Discovery 32nd Century badge the the one that looks like it's a it's a pad communicator, personal transporter, all of that functionality in there uh of course this one won't function like that it's just a pin or a magnet depending on which one you get but it looks beautiful it's very cool it doesn't have the rank insignia on it like the ones on the show do but apparently there's a captain's version coming later that they'll be doing but this one is just kind of more of a plain one but uh yeah i really like this badge design i've it's the first time i've ever seen it offered by anybody so I'm getting that one delivered to me at some point. And I see that it's also going to be available at Creation Entertainment's 55-year mission tour convention in Las yeah. Vegas. But Hashtag STLV. <laughs> St- yeah. But see, it's it's a mouthful, right? I like STLV. But, you know, you and I aren't going. So mm. someone's got to pick them up for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you already pre-ordered yours. But do we know? I mean, I guess it's, it sounds like it's coming out after the convention. Yeah, I'm not sure. It says the pre-orders will last through October the 1st or until the quantity limit has been uh, hit. So I'm not sure exactly when they are coming out, but they will have them on site for purchase at STLV. Uh, So one thing they are asking is that if you are going to STLV, don't pre-order it so that 
other people who aren't going to the convention can have more of an opportunity to get it. And if you are going to the convention, pick yours up there. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's great because, you know, Dan, I love the Internet. You can do things so quickly, especially with PayPal. I just ordered one. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) If we both end up going to the Chicago convention, we can be badge buddies. That's true. Yes. <laughs> uh, now I have to decide which badge to wear at my procedure. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll stop bringing that up. <laughs> so let's just leave it there. Last thing. Last thing. We have Emmy nominations for Lower Decks and Discovery. We have an outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, half hour and animation. Hmm. I wonder who that's going towards. That's uh, no small parts from Lower Decks. And yeah, then just, the season finale of that show. So very cool, very well-deserved nomination there. Yes, and then Discovery got three others. They got outstanding, no, not, I mean nominated, Not they didn't get it yet, but I'm expecting them all to win. I'm holding them to this. Oh, for but, sure. <laughs> they've been nominated for Outstanding Prospect, Prosthetic, I can never say that, Prosth, pros, Prosthetic. Prosthetic. Like outstanding prosthet- <laughs> outstanding prosciutto. Wait. <laughs> I can never, there are certain words that I have a hard time saying, and prosthetic is one of them there. But yeah. prosthetic makeup, outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, and outstanding period and or character makeup. Oh, wait, there's another one. Outstanding special visual effects in a single episode. Ooh, for Sukal, yeah. We got some Emmys that we got to win on September 19th, and uh, that will be on a primetime ceremony on CBS here in the U.S. if you want to check that out and give big kudos to Lower Decks and Discovery. I want them to win some Emmys and take a few away from The Mandalorian because they got like tons (laughs) of nominations. Yeah, no, I'm definitely hopeful for the, the, you know, the, the technical team behind these shows is incredible. The visual effects and and all of that stuff, prosthetic makeup, they're all terrific. And I I think they're very well deserved. And I love to see recognition in these categories for these shows, for sure. Prosthetic makeup? Is that what you just said? Prosthetic? Prosthetic? There. Now I'm practicing. There you go. (laughs) Chrysanthemum. See, that flower, chrysanthemums, I have a hard time saying that, too. I don't know. Chrysanthemums. There's times that we're sitting at dinner and I just, my wife will mention that flower. And then I just sit there going, chrysanthemums, chrysanthemums. Like I keep practicing. (laughs) There's just certain words. Do you have words that you sometimes stumble on? Oh, a few. I can't think of at the moment, but I know there's at least one that I always mess up. Remember the last episode we did, I couldn't say the word bronze. (laughs) That's not usually one, but it was messing me up that time. Bronze. Yes, because you even said blondes. I said blondes. <laughs> oh, that was great. Well, Dan, if people want to follow your bronze, I don't know what, what that means. Dan, if people want to follow you, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Kurtrats, K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kurtrats Productions. 4,997 subscribers that right there right now. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's just three of you, just three of you need to subscribe to get me to 5,000. That would be 
kind of fun. Um, I know actually the content on there has been a little slow lately. I've been incredibly busy. Uh, I'm, I'm working right now for the, the government of Canada doing the census work right now. So they have me traveling to far flung rural areas. So that's why it's been a little slow there. So hopefully that wraps up in the next two or three weeks. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, rest assured there will be lots of content there, especially, after August 12th, when Lower Decks comes back, because I'll be back making videos, breaking down like the all the little Easter eggs and stuff and all of those episodes, which is so much fun. But yeah, those are the main places you can find me. And of course, in the Positively Trek discussion group on Facebook, which is still my favorite online hangout right now. Yeah. So people, if you haven't done your census stuff, do it, please. So Dan doesn't have to go and have to fight house flies or no horse flies and all that stuff <laughs> that you've had to do. Yeah. yeah it, and it's a, it's a possibility of a $500 fine if you haven't completed your census. So ooh. it is mandatory under Canadian law. There you go. Even more reason to do it. So, <laughs> yes. And get vaccinated too, please. Uh, yes, the, thank you. The other thing <laughs> is you can follow me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex, but I really don't need any more followers. I've made a thousand. I'm happy now. No, but still follow me. It'll be fun. I need to tweet more often anyway. People just ask me questions or get me involved in a conversation and I'll be involved. I just don't like starting the conversation. I like to participate in the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, also you can find me occasionally on Star Wars Report. I think I mentioned last time that the show might be shutting down, but I've convinced Riley to keep it going for a while. So all right now, I know this hasn't been announced officially. I think they're at episode 470. We're going to take it to at least 500. So the 500th episode may be the last one, but that will take us into spring, something like that. And uh, by the way, I think that's it for me. But the thing is, I ordered Star Trek II Biographies, that old book that came out in the early oh, 80s yeah. that gives the biography of the crew. I got a used one in the mail from Amazon, and I haven't read it yet, but I had no idea how much detail is in there. I thought it was just like a list of like, you know, oh, this person went to school here and did this and stuff. I mean, I'm looking forward to reading this thing. That's exciting. I'd love to get a look at that. That's cool. Yes. Yes. I couldn't find, I wish they had an ebook version of it, you know, but, (laughs) but yeah. But anyway, thanks everyone for joining us. Join us on our next episode with Cassandra Rose Clark to talk about Shadows Have Offended, her new TNG novel. And until next time, continue to stay positive. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.